Uh, we're just going to go off to the races, right? No? Carlito? Off to the races. <laughs> <laughs> Another <laughs> podcast, but this time there is not really a guest. We have family. The, yeah, this, we have the Patron here. The, the Patron, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we have Mark from Skylux Roofing here. We wanted to chat with you, Mark, again. Not so much about roofing, but we wanted to know more about Skylux and where you're taking the business. And, and we also obviously want to talk about the construction line. Yeah, we also want to hear you sing. Uh-oh. I can't sing. <laughs> uh, uh, can he sing? Can you hum? Can you hum? You know what? They're... You're going to have to sing if they don't sing. You, you know what? For Mark, anything. <laughs> totally if fine. If he doesn't want to sing, he doesn't have to sing. No song this that week. That doesn't mean anyone else, though. <laughs> It'd be Because I was... Hey, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Mark, let's reintroduce Skylux. It's been uh, about a year, year and a half, I guess, since we last spoke to you about Skylux. And, and you guys have fucking grown. Grown. Wait a second. I thought we talked about Skylux every time we're here. No, we mentioned we mentioned Skylux, but we don't talk about Skylux. But you guys have grown, man. That's the plan. How many employees now? Twenty. Wow, that's impressive, dude. There's a. There's, it's hard. It's hard to get the guys here, right? It's hard to keep the guys. I mean, my guys are good. I mean, I haven't really had that issue. It's hard to get new guys, yeah, but my guys are good. What's the biggest deal with the new guys? What is it? That just like it's 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 hard work. Two weeks ago, he he came in. For an interview, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> His name wasn't Eddie. Okay, was I'll, I'll give you. I'll tell you guys a story. All right, <laughs> I, I like one, this. I had one guy come in. This is the millennial generation. I'm a millennial, but he came in for an interview. His girlfriend drove him to the interview. I guess he doesn't have a car. You know, he's I a chauffeur him. though. Yeah, he's a chauffeur. <laughs> and then he came in for an interview. He said he wanted to give it a shot. He says he's worked demolition stuff like that. I'm like, okay, give it a shot. But you know what? Well, you got to get your safety training. And I'm not going to pay for it because I had a feeling that it wasn't going to work. I said, look, if you stay with me for six months, I'll reimburse you for the safety training. Totally fair. Totally fair. So I figured that's fair because you had the feeling. Yeah, I had the feeling it wasn't going to work out. He had the, he had the Eddie well, feeling. You've been running a b- successful business for so long. You know yeah, who's yeah. going to well, work well, out well, who's the not. First, the first question I ask guys like to see if they're serious about work is like, how long you've been without work? And when somebody tells me anything more than a week, forget it. But I'll still <laughs> give them a shot. But in my head, I'm like, okay. Because it's not that hard to go out and get a job. And get a job. Yeah. It's not hard. You can literally knock on anybody's door and they'll, they'll give you a shot. As long as you work hard, you p- clean up garbage, you know, whatever. Yeah, of course. He came. He, he did the safety course with us. Two hours in, he quit. Two because hours he didn't into pass? the safety course? No, no. He did the safety course. Okay. The next day, he came in. and Started the day. Was, was just a helper, like, you know, bringing tools. He says he couldn't handle it. Two hours? Two hours. Wow. Was that the fastest, like the shortest? No, I, no I've had one guy for like 30 minutes before. 30 minutes. You know, you should have a plaque up on the wall for the fastest in and out. <laughs> yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I had one guy I literally had to like, he was a little bit overweight and he literally was acting like he was going to have a heart attack on the roof because he, couldn't handle, a good he sign. couldn't handle picking up the garbage. No, but he was just exaggerating. Would have been easy to get him down. Yeah, you know what? Well, at least you didn't waste any more of your time. But yeah, that's that's what 30 we do. Thirty minutes—that's right? what you guys do with all the time. Even for interviews, I realize now if I set up three interviews, none of them show. What? None. It's not just me. It's You're everybody. speaking on the phone. You interview. You speak on the phone. You book an interview. Hey, I got an interview at noon tomorrow. Come meet me. They don't show up. So now it's like I'll book ten interviews at the same time and just assume two are going to show. Get so that's literally what I do now. Ten. Yeah. For yeah. two. Yeah, and I get two of them that actually show up. 
What? You're a five to one ratio? Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. Yeah, honestly, nobody shows up for interviews anymore. I don't know what's going on, but. You think it's because of the trade or you think or it's just group. about the industry or know. the age group? I, I have no idea what it is, to be honest. What is the age that this but is happening in? They're all millennials. They're mostly. Yeah, I guess like 20, 20 to 25. It's okay because you're a millennial, so you can say it. Yeah, I guess. We're, I can't. we're not allowed it's to say. It's bad if I say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, not a lot of people want to, f- they don't want to work hard anyway to begin with, right? So construction is always that stereotype. It's the last one. Yeah. It's the last resort. Right. But, I mean, Carlito and myself know that you are actually running a pretty serious and, well, shit, man. Like, construction year for, for working for Skylux is actually, you should be looking to work for Skylux. Because you you know the horror stories out They're there. They're missing other, out, man. Yeah, anybody, you, you, you treat your guys. I saw the other day you had the poster and you have uh, medical benefits now. Yeah, I got the medical benefits. That's amazing. I know, that, man. Yeah. Like that's that's and you're self owner, like its own business. You're not union. You're not all this other crap. Not this it, he's got that. He's given that, and he's got this great break room. Well, he's, he's giving back to the guys. Bingo. Yeah, I take them out every couple months. Yeah, for dinners and stuff. Only the good like, ones, or all of them? All of them. <laughs> all of them unfortunately. Yeah. So, but what makes a successful company for you? What's you've been at it how long now? Three years in January. Three years coming well, up on yeah, three year anniversary. What? Three years. You've only been in business three years. He's running his own business, Skylux. Yeah. Wow. I did my dude. first job in like April 2017. You have taken it to a whole other level. Yeah. Because so you what, saw all the shit that was out there. Yeah, I, I know. I, I kind of had a plan from day one. Like, so you I, must have I believe that, you know, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, it's not going to happen. I believed in it since day one. So for me, it's not a surprise. And your biggest goal was just getting guys that would believe in the same that you guys. Are, yeah, I mean, when they feel my, like the guys see my passion and stuff and they like, you know, I don't have a partner. I don't have a business partner. So my partners are my guys. So Beautiful. I treat them. They're well like, said. they're my partners. They get bonuses. Like. In, in Christmas time, they get whatever my partner would have got. I split wow. it between. Like, that's the way I am. Like, <laughs> I guess I know where I'm going to apply. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I am. Are you so, going to show up? But, like, no. but at the same time, at the same time, this is the reason why I have this on the wall. Like, so we're looking at a, at a whiteboard here, and you got three, three big crews. There's budgets on jobs. If the guys screw up, it's there. Like, one guy torched a window. It cost 1850 so he would have made on that $25,000 job, the budget's 25000 He beat it, let's say, by twenty two. He would have made, the, the, the budget was beat by three grand. He would have made 1500 bucks, half of that. But wow. he, he torched a window on the job before. So like, that's why we keep track. Of I love it. So, you're, so he's not allowed near windows. He's not allowed near windows. No, but, but, but I love that you, you're, you're setting up a business here where you're actually making the employees part of your business. So well, that's the only way they're going to be motivated, in my opinion. They, they got to, they, like, I'm transparent with it. Is that the way you were taught? So where did, know, Mark, where did you why. get this from? Where did you get this mindset to do it this way, to motivate the guys I f- this way? I feel like that's the only way. A collective. Collective. Like, they have to believe in what I believe in. They have to push for what. Because they'll sh- have your back when you got to do a job. Yeah. They, they, like, the company, I want them to feel like the company is everybody's, not just mine. Or else, why, you know, why do they, why, why would they want to come to work every yeah, day? Yeah, exactly. You don't, don't want the guys to come in and just punch That's a how clock. you keep them. No, you don't. I, don't, I don't want that. You, some you, people want that. It's funny. You talk to different business owners and some guys, they actually want that. I don't think that's the right approach. I don't know. that Everybody's different, but I don't think it's the right approach. Remember way back we had that, there was like a conversation we had at one time where there was an, a designer talked about how the trades are never allowed to talk to the clients. There's that line drawn. That's right. And we completely disagree with it. But that comment was reaffirmed on a recent post of mine and I didn't respond back to it. I just left it alone. You're not like that. I'm not like that. You're not like that. That's stupid. 
I don't no, think I, I want my trades to speak to the homeowners to a certain extent. Yes. There are certain rules that they have to follow, like let's not talk about prices or extras or take on any jobs without speaking Side. to me. Shit, that. That's something that can confuse the job and put it over cost in my in my end or somebody else's, right? Are you going through your crews? Are they like because you're not on site all the time? No, that's the way it's supposed to be. You're running a business. You're here running the business. Your crews are actually running the work. If you pay them well, if you base their performance on something, which is beating budgets and you know coming to work, building their crews, training guys, they, they get paid for their performance. And then it's no question why somebody's making more money than somebody else. Everyone is on a level playing field and you have the opportunity to perform even better. If you want to do job, better or work a little bit harder, you'll be benefited. You'll be benefited. Most guys are flat roofers. They cold or hot process and that's basically what they do. You've kind of like gone a different direction. You're doing like special siding and really cool gutters and like why don't you tell us a little bit about that well you've perfected flat roof applications right like you've done it so then it's it's like you, the crew goes in does a great job everything's perfect no leaks clients are happy move on mm -hmm. now you're expanding the business to more than just roofs right yeah we, we do a lot of metal a lot of cladding acm sheet metal how did that start stuff. where did that come how from? did it start i started roofing as a flat roofer but i still did some cladding when i first started roofing i did a little bit i wasn't the best at it but i learned it and when i first opened my company i had an opportunity to clad a container it's actually on the wall clad a container with core 10 oh, steel yeah. basically the guy asked me he's another contract in toronto good guy he asked me to clad the container in core 10 steel i'm like i didn't even know what core 10 steel was i was like yeah i'll do it no problem basically figured it out did a beautiful job and, you know, once you do something well and you post about it, people are going to want more. And it basically grew off that, I think. I think that was the first class. That's, that's where it got started. That's where it got started. <laughs> so what and, then, exactly and, then, and then, you know, I had guys come along that were better than me at metal. Like, I'm not a metal guy. Guys came along that were better than me than metal. But you I don't have the same, to be. You just have to be a good manager I don't, or a boss. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had guys come along that have a passion for metal and believe in what I'm doing. And they wanted to be a part of it. I have good guys that work with me. That's just, you know, without the guys I have, you know, I'm, I'm nothing. The guys are, are great. And so that's who's, why, who's the metal crew? James. James, the James is a metal crew. Okay, so what exactly... You said ACM, right? What is ACM? Aluminum composite material. No, no, it's, it's a live workshop, man. Yeah, a, People it. come in and there's cops going I'm on there. too. Might have something to do with something that was brought to the site here. Well, you know what's interesting? We have a, we have a mutual friend. So Todd Shapiro is a good friend of mine. Yeah, he yeah. was at my wedding. And uh, you just finished his house. And you did an amazing job. I actually didn't even know it was that was his place when I was viewing your site. That yeah, was yeah. The, the container? No, that was his cottage. That was his cottage. So we, cottage. We, we did his whole cottage in standing seam, and we did some soffit material and a wood grain metal. Yeah, it looked beautiful, man. Yeah, I saw the pictures. It looked amazing. Have you seen it in person? I haven't seen it in person, but I've been watching your work. And so there's like only a few people that I really enjoy seeing their work. The other people I just kind of like... It's kind of like Tinder, uh, right, left, <laughs> right. Aren't you married? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was using it as a reference. <laughs> so, like, I saw the work, and I actually didn't know it was his place, but it didn't even matter that it was his place. It was amazing that you're doing all this new technology. Like, So what do you put underneath it? Underneath the metal? Yeah. It depends if you're talking about siding or roofs. That metal, that's... It depends. It depends. Well, let's start with a roof. Let's okay. do a roof, right? So is it any different than doing an asphalt roof? If I mean, can... every every system, there's different specs. Like, there's every time you do a roof, there might be a different spec from a different architect. But normally, on a residential application, you're just putting high-temperature blue skin, and then you're standing seam panels. The panels get fastened with clips. They lock together. They lock to the drip, drip edge. 
and then you put on your flashings. And that's how it's specced out by the, the architect. Yeah, I mean, every, every, there's so many different types of standing seams. Like I could go, we could look, talk about so many different. Kinds. The most common one is like the regular standing seam, you know, 90 degree, you lock onto the panel and then you lock onto the drip edge. And, and that's like a, a four by eight or a four by four squares? No, they come in 20 inch panels okay. or a custom, whatever size you want, you order them to length. Okay. So let's say you have a, a, you know, 30 foot run, you order the panels 30 feet and each panel, 20 inch panels, they lock onto each other until you get to the end. So do you have designers calling you? No designers, architects. Architects. Yeah, we work with architects. They recommend us to their builders and stuff. So you're not doing any proposals of like... You're not hunting for the work. The work's coming for you. I mean, I still hunt. Like, I, I still hunt. But yeah, most of the work comes towards But me. I mean, a lot of the times that we've been coming here because this is basically the unofficial construction life, you know, home, there's a lot of fabricating going on in the background. Yeah, there. those guys are always making ACM panels. ACM panels. Yeah, that's so You're getting that's raw material. You're getting raw material, ACM. Yeah, that's completely different That's stuff. a different... That's for siding and stuff like that. But back onto the, the roofing... Do you like it? Do you prefer it? I like everything. It, it looks cleaner and it looks like, I don't know, what's the warranty of the of the roofs compared to other asphalt roofs? Uh, standing seam, they usually say it lasts 50, 50 years. 50 years? Yeah. Price point wise, are we talking two, three times more than asphalt? Yeah, three times. Three yeah. times more, but you're getting 50 years. Asphalt, good asphalt is 30 years, 35? 20, 20, 20 to 30. Are you doing cold and hot process? We do everything. Everything. What do you mean hot cold? You lost me there for a second. There's different flat roofs. There's many different types of flat roofs. Oh, so you're talking about asphalt flat. Yeah. I'm talking about asphalt shingle, pitched. Okay. Because the metal is being used on pitched roofs, right? Yeah. Pitched yeah. roofs and walls. That and also walls and things like that. I, I just like that it lasts longer. It's cleaner. How's the coloring? Because I know that most clients or architects are specking out darker tones. How are we dealing with that with UV? Are they really getting beaten up? They'll, they probably fade over time, but the steel is good. They last. They last it's going to last. So what's your they, preference? The, the, the only issue with going with a darker color with a lot of these metal roofs, the metal, once it had some heat to it, it starts to oil can. Have yeah. you heard of the, the term oil can? Yeah. No. Yeah. The reason, what we do... <laughs> I have now. <laughs> you never heard of it? No, so, oil can is, is, I can show you. For let's, you. let's explain it. Oil can, can, oil can is when a thin gauge metal gets some UV rays, it'll start to ripple. Okay. And it basically looks like shit. Wow. So, so you can tell that it's a poorly manufactured metal. There's thicker gauges of metal. And you, they would always I, prefer? I, a, I only install, we only install now 22 gauge. That's it. Which is the thickest gauge you can install. And what some people install 26, 28. They get as thin as that. And that's aluminum still. It's metal. It's metal. Yeah. They're sure. all aluminum. Metal, not aluminum. It's different. Okay, I'm confused. I'm getting lost <laughs> because it's ACM, aluminum. That's ACM. That's different than standing seam. Wow, seat. fuck, I'm confused, dude. <laughs> this is a big industry. <laughs> okay, so standing seam is that roof there. Like, that's metal. It's not aluminum. Okay, so that's metal. So that's yeah. the thicker gauge metal. Yeah. The ACM is used mostly for vertical applications. ACM is for, for siding. That's aluminum. Got it. But a roof is metal, metal, and roof a thicker metal. gauge metal is obviously better. But the ma the majority of guys out there are using thinner gauge metal. Majority of guys. Then you get that oil can action. Yeah. Which you can see, and it looks like shit when the sun hits it. Hundred percent. And then all of a sudden, you have a brand new roof, and it looks like shit. Yeah. Especially if you want it to last for fifty years. Yeah. How's snow and everything like that? Do you have to worry about sliding? And you gotta put snow guards on. Where you totally gotta put snow guards, yeah. right? I'm checking out. Like, <laughs> I, you know what? I've been here the whole time. Doing you didn't podcasts. realize. I know. I've been so into the conversations. I didn't realize that you and man, you have all your jobs posted uh, yeah, everywhere. It's, really? it's fantastic. You never noticed that wall of, of like. You know what? I was so into the conversation, I didn't even look. And then when he said, "Hey, look over here," I was like. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> there's a wall over there. <laughs> so, do you believe in metal? Yeah, I love it. It's just, it's just, it's gotta. The customer, you know, has to justify the price. If, 
it's more I wouldn't say it's it's for people that want to want the look it's not for an average home it's It's definitely for a custom home and if you're already spending I don't know a million and a half to two million if people know most people if they know it's their last home they'll spend spend the money but, but if somebody's, you know, if it's a younger couple or whatever, they're not going to spend. So what's the pros and cons to metal versus the shingles? Pros, it obviously lasts longer, looks nicer. Money would be the con. Is it loud when it rains? Yeah. Mm. Some people complain about the, the noise. You hear the tinging. Yeah. Do you ever put soundproofing underneath? You, you, I, I mean, I've had customers ask me to do it. So, like some, some architects will spec you to put insulation on okay. top of the wood sheathing, Z-bars. So Z bars every sixteen so inches or twenty buffer, inches, right? and then insulation between the Z bars, like strapping, and then you just fasten the panel to the to the Z bars. I wonder yeah. if those acoustical panels, like from MSL or something like that, those green one inch thick panels, would work for that application. That's yeah, strictly sound. Probably, yeah. And then you could drill right through it, put the metal right on top of it. It takes care of the sound. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What are you focusing on right now? What's the change in the company? I mean, I have a lot of metal work coming up, so I'm just pushing, trying to sell more. You know roofs sloped roofs i got a lot of roofers now so it's like we're hustling i got a new estimator here he's in training and we're we're, we're teaching him how to quote and to take some stuff off my head is that the new guy yeah <laughs> love it <laughs> what about uh, integrating skylights and and all the other uh, your terminations for venting and everything that that's easy to do with metal work it's a little bit more difficult but usually you'd plan it out in a way where you don't want to see too many vents going through a metal roof so you do a ridge vent Got it. So you'll recommend that. So if they're already asking for a metal roof, then you're asking them to reroute the vents. Yeah. Usually but skylight-wise, that's you can't reroute that. That's 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 a must. But you could just that's could, just flashing, right? Flash around it. Yeah. You got to do a curb mount skylight when you're doing a metal. Oh, roof. You can't do any. Yeah, you can't do any other way. You could do a deck mount, but I, I prefer curb mount. So you do skylights on flat roofs. Yep. So what's the trick to skylights? Because I'm always hearing that they're leaking. They're not high enough. What skylights are you hearing about? First of all, use Velux. Velux is great. <laughs> artistic skylights are good. Too. Now, what is Artistics that? Artistics are good? Oh, are they? Good. Is that already set at a certain height? Yeah, so basically when you when you have a skylight sitting on a, on a flat roof, even on a sloped roof, you want it sitting above the sheathing a certain amount because with snow and ice buildup, it's got to be higher. You'll always have, in the wintertime, you'll always have a layer of ice and water underneath the snow. So if it's a certain height up, you won't have issues with water getting in. If it's too low, you might. So, so what's the minimum? Like I know generally you put a two by six of vertical, right? Yeah, for a, for a slope roof, it's a two by six. Yeah. For a flat roof, I usually say eight inches. We just had the new guy bring in his golf clubs. Are <laughs> <laughs> those yours, Mark? One. <laughs> He's Bus- in. Business is good. <laughs> business is good. Uh, okay, so that's that's the metal roof, right? But now, okay, so now let's get to ACM. ACM. So now, because I'm fascinated, and I've seen this in the trends when I've gone to all the trade shows, and, and the, the fucker across from here has yet to go to a trade show in the United States. I have. It's actually really disappointing, show. man. What's wrong with you, man? It's almost like John Holmes has never seen a porn. That makes no sense. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I just haven't had the time. Like, I've... I'm you so gotta busy. Go. But I'm going with this because the thing is, cladding is changing in the industry. It totally is. We are so used to, for like when we were younger, uh, before you were born. Uh, I don't want to see siding anymore. No, it was always just brick it. or siding. Those yeah. are your two options. Or now or stucco. Stucco. Yeah. But that's that was became the cheap version of trying to do brick, right? Now it's changing. So now you've got all kinds of different type of siding. You've got stucco. You've got all kinds of different bricks too. You get linear, thinner bricks. You've got porcelain panels. You're getting stone panels now, but now you're getting metal, mm-hmm. and metal actually looks really good. And I've seen you guys clad some beaten up warehouse units, and it looks like. A million dollar place, right? 100%. Yeah. So going with ACM, let's walk us through the ACM now. 
The ACM basically comes in a raw material. It's a four millimeter panel, has aluminum on the top, and then a, basically a composite material in the middle to keep it rigid. So you'll never experience oil canning with an ACM it's panel. It's four That's mil thick, eh? Four mil thick. I mean, okay. four mil is like uh, a fat eighth of an inch, right? What does it compare to in cost of stucco or brick or most, siding? It's the most expensive. It's the most expensive, eh? Because yeah, of the fabrication of the of the material and then the installation of the, the material. Yeah, the material is expensive. Then there's the fabrication and the installation. But once again, are we living in the 50-year warranty kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last forever. This is what you see on all the dealerships, right? It's true. So There's it, some dealerships that are you know old and it still looks amazing. So when you guys install it, it's, you got to build the whole framework? Behind it? No, we install directly to the sheathing. We just use clips. So what is the sheathing that's proper? Yeah, as long as the sheathing is straight, we, we have to make the ACM has to be straight. If your sheathing is not straight, it doesn't matter. So Our you ACM can put it has over. to be straight. So we shim it. Okay. We'll shim out each panel basically to make it perfectly level. So it can go over OSB, it can go over plywood, yep. dent shield, yep. anything. Yep. How about old siding? Could you go over top of that? No, I would never do that. You don't recommend that? No. Can it go over stucco and... Because you then at that point, if you're going over old siding, you're adhering the new material to the old siding, and yeah. the old siding can fail, and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, fail. I would never do that. They would just rip it off and go from there. What's the repair on it? If can you, is it an easy repair for you to repair? A like say somebody damages something, it's drills a lot of, through. It's a lot of work. A lot of work because they're all interlocked with each other. It's, it's right? actually scary ordering ACM. It's scary quoting ACM because the material's so expensive. If you screw up a little bit, it costs thousands and thousands of dollars. It wow. costs like forty dollars a square foot. Forty. It's forty dollars a square foot. Yeah. So you're more expensive than some high-end marbles. Yeah, but you're never touching it again. Never touching it again. It's bulletproof, right? Yeah. Now, what, can you paint it again? You don't want to, though. No, no, you wouldn't yeah. paint it. Because that's all factory baked, painted. Yeah. I actually ordered from South Carolina, believe it or not. Really? I, I imported from South Carolina. What's the company that you prefer using? Alucoil. Alucoil? Alucoil, yeah. What about fading with UV? I don't think you have that issue with ACM. I mean, anything will fade from UV, but not dramatically. Not, not to, it's not going to be the point where, oh my God, that used to be black last year, and now it's gray. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Well, they say 17% UV damage every single year on paint. So I'm just trying to see what baked paint would, would be. Cause I don't Is know it really 17%? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're averaging between 13 and 17% loss of color with every UV year. direct. Can't be. It's got to be the first year because then all of a sudden you'll have a white panel in about five years. Well, you don't notice the fading a lot of times. That's, really? why, that's why when we do color changes in painting... You never get an exact match. Doesn't match. Doesn't yeah, match. you could have the same code, but you're like, oh wow, that doesn't look the same. It's because UV damage, right? Okay, so Mark, drawings come in. You guys look at a lot of drawings, eh? Yep. You probably look at more drawings than students do in in school studying sure. construction. Man, these guys are constantly looking at drawings. Drawings come in, they spec it out, they show you. Obviously, they don't have all the answers on the drawings, right? No. Never. You got to figure out some things. A lot, yeah. So, or you got to call the architect or the yeah. GC or the homeowner. Very often, yeah. Just if there's some issues, because there some might there might be some intricate work going on, and you're like, how am I supposed to explain? How am I supposed to do that detail? Hundred percent. Once you get all those answers, that ACM is going into the back, and the guys start fabricating it. Yeah. So basically, I got to order the panels from South Carolina. The panels come 16 feet by five. There's Uber. Uber. No, it <laughs> takes a little while, eh? <laughs> how be long damaged. does it take? <laughs> Uber eats. So yeah, I order the panels. They come. It takes a couple weeks to get here. Then we order extrusions. Okay. It's the same kind of ideas like window extrusions, glazing, whatever, but it's for ACM. We order that from a separate company. That's, Are those aluminum? That's local. Yeah, that's aluminum. Okay. Too. We order the extrusions, and basically we put together the panels here with the extrusion. We fabricate the panels to whatever size design the, the client wants, the architect wants. We fabricate them here. So it's a, it's a metal workshop here now. Yeah, you, it's a metal workshop, for sure. 
So you see yourself leaving flat roofing? Never. No. Expand. That's, that's my love, man. Because I've been watching a lot of your videos and you're doing a lot of this. The flat roofing thing isn't as interesting, I think, to post on Instagram. Maybe that's why. I still it's like it. It's kind of repetitive, though. It is. Uh, yeah, but it's I still like it, So I don't post every flat roofing job we do. We do a lot of flat roofing. If I was a homeowner and I wanted you to do a project for me, you would send me to your architect and then your architect would spec it to you? Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah. If someone wanted to get a hold of you, what are they going to do? Would email me or call me. And what's that? My email is marketsgalaxyroofing.com. Are we wrapping up? We're no, not wrapping no, up. I, I just want, I want to make sure this is covered. At Skylux Roofing. No, yeah. At, at Skylux I'm, Roofing. I'm lucky because, you know, I wasn't interested before through the friends and meeting and talking. I started following you and then I started having an appreciation for your company because yeah. I wasn't paying attention to it before. And now I'm like, I really love the videos because you focus on, you know, uh, the material and your guys. It's never about you. Yeah, and nobody. If you could go through my whole Instagram, you might not see one full. Yeah, you never That's do. That's the way it should be, dude. Right. You got to give about, respect to the. It's world. all about your guys. Yeah. And about yeah. your product. Uh, you're using a drone, so it's always cool because every shot, like you get to see the angles, you know, distance, close up. It's really cool. Does the ACM come in different textures? Like, are they expanding it where you can get some sort of a a, a, a textured finish to it? There's they, so many different. Uh, really? There's so many different types of. What kind of funky things are they making? They have wood grain. You know, wood grain. Yeah, the, but my, does it look supplier. like laminate wood grain from the '90s, or does it look like wood grain? I'm does it look like cedar? I'm not a fan of it. The wood grain even costs more than forty dollars a square foot. And wow. is it painted on, or is it engraved in the metal? I think it's painted. I think it's painted on. To be honest, I don't know. I haven't really ordered the wood grain. I'm not a big fan of it. What about some sort of textured? Finishes? Yeah, they have. They definitely have. There's different manufacturers, though, not the manufacturer I order from. Yeah. There's lots of different manufacturers. What, what's the color range now? I guess the majority of people want darker tones. It'd yeah. be blacks and grays, gun Black metal, and charcoals, charcoal. Yeah. White? You would never do white, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. Really white? Yeah, we've done white. Well, a lot of high-rise buildings are white, silver, right? For sure. What's the cleaning on that? Mother Nature. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I never had to maintain it myself. No maintenance. Like what, when you put, it's, install it's no, it? ACM's known for maintenance-free. Yeah. So is it, I guess it's going to be like you're going to see a lot more of it in the industry. Yeah, in residential especially, it blew up, right? But you never would see that in residential before. Maybe are, are, okay, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out because you're basically talking 50 a square. No, 40 a square. That's expensive square for Very. exterior cladding. That's more. That's a lot more than brick. I'm sorry, but I saw recently I saw some nice Italian bricks. And they're beautiful. They're longer. They're like 18 inches long and two inches thick. I think with this product, it's ageless. It's always going to look new. It's you always going to look modern. Yeah, you, because, because I'm, I'm, thinking, looking, I'm thinking ACM is leaning towards more modern contemporary homes. You would never put it on a Victorian. No, never. No, but that's true. So the majority of homes that are made are not. But it's not. Like you could put something on in the back of the home. Yes, yes. It could be modern and you can have that Victoria feel. But in front. as a homeowner, would you spend $40 a square on the back of the home? I'm already thinking about talking to him about it. Really? Like, I'm building a house. I know it's far from here, but like, I'm, I really like the product. Like I can't stop looking at it. I think it's really worth the feel for me. Like I know you're more Victorian. No, I like all kinds of homes, man. But I, I like just, modern because I I look at houses from 1970, 1960, and some angel stone and glass no, block. No, no, no. Some of the some of the more, they look like they're still modern. They still look like they've been built now. And you ask how long ago, and people are like saying, oh, 1965, 1972, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I can't believe that house looks that modern. Yeah. So I could just imagine a house like that in 50 years would still look fantastic like it was that day. I want to know more about the process that you guys are in the back there when the guys are making it, right? So they're, you're basically designing every single 
Yeah, usually usually we draw it out. We don't have fancy CAD programs and stuff, but we usually draw it out. We have a program where we draw out the panel layout and stuff. Because you're bending and shaping. Yeah, and we go on site, we measure, we come, we put together a drawing of how we're going to lay out the panels. And basically, each panel's got its own measurement. Write it out, and we cut the panels to size. What if you screw up a panel, then that's it? You screw up the panel. Wasted a lot of money. And then we're back on the whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't do siding or anything anymore? We do do siding, but not like vinyl or... And what kind, what kind so, of siding? Like yeah. Wood, wood siding? Yeah, we do some Maybach. Yeah. Beautiful. We've done Maybach product. Longboard. Longboard is really good. Skylux roofing is getting into all kinds of... So it's very modern. It's all, yeah, like longboard longboard's, is a metal. You know that, right? Like longboard's a metal metal siding. So it's kind of kind of goes with it. it, it it's the same family. Yeah. You, you guys are... The trades are still doing the same work. I've seen it before. It's nice that you can mix all that together. How do you feel about that whole look? I like look. that. I like that look. I I think that I would try to take it. Uh, I would try to do it something different with it because I think if you if the standard is what vertical, at a width of what 12, 16 inches. No, I'd How? say I mean it depends on the situation, but in a big wall, four by five, four by six, three yep. by five. Okay. You want Can you do panels. four by eight? Yeah, I mean the panels come sixteen feet by five feet. That's the standard size. You can order them any size you want though. Do you have any problems with bugs or water getting behind it at all? No, we put drain holes inside them. Okay. So if any water does get behind, first of all, any any metal that you ever install, unless it's a standing seam roof, is not intended for waterproofing. Like people think that if you put metal parapet coping on the like parapet walls of a, of a flat roof, that it's intended for for waterproofing. It's not. Strictly the membrane, decorative. The membrane in behind is what's, what's waterproofing. waterproofing. The metal is there to finish off the building and to. To, to eliminate wind That's up. kind of funny because it's the same thing applicable to tile. Everyone thinks that tile is the waterproofing material. Exactly. No, it's the waterproofing material that's behind that's right. the tile. The tile yeah. is just a decorative material. So yeah. ACM is the same thing. Same thing. ACM needs blue skin behind. And you put drain holes in behind. Now, the, what kind of blue skin are you using behind there? High temperature. So is that uh, a thick or is it like a breathable? Wait, I thought you were like a blue skin I mean, expert. The, well, I want to find out what he's using. <laughs> Yeah, we use we use blue skin. We use the not the VP. We usually use the the high temp. So it's not breathable at all. No, and I mean it depends on the situation. Every situation is different, but usually we use the. But they also spec that out on the drawings too. Yeah, exactly. And then you guys install it. Yeah. Primer. Yeah. Wait a second. You're saying you're rolling it on the blue skin. The blue yeah. skin. Yeah. When you're not putting the rollout sheets, you're actually rolling on the blue skin, doing two or three coats, and then you're putting the product over top. No primer, and then the the actual yeah. material. Okay. Yeah. Is that how you install the blue skin? Sometimes I've installed it always with a primer. They always recommend the primer. Don't I never use that blue skin? Like I've only used VP. But any kind of material, like membrane material, yeah, I don't think, for I don't think VP needs the primer, right? Oh, well, it does in it? some oh, places. Oh, really? Does it? Yeah, I've run into some spots where it doesn't want to stick to like concrete or something, and we'll just put some on there, and then yeah, yeah. It, it adheres, yeah, right? Yeah. What do you do around windows? It's the same idea, you know, do metal around a window, aluminum. So you're just doing normal drip edges and then capping around it. When you are with, when you have aluminum, yeah, you do aluminum. You Generally, like the around. windows, when they spec out the windows, and they, what kind of a brick mold do they put on the windows? There'd be no brick mold. So it'd just be the ACM tied right to the window, nice yeah, and clean. Nice and tight or you do a corner. We would basically wrap the ACM nice and tight to the window. And a bead of caulking, and that's it. around, done. So but obviously everything in behind has to be waterproof properly, like the blue skin on the yeah. wall, around the window, everything has to be done properly. And you're only putting fasteners around the perimeter of the ACM board. Exactly, yeah. And there's because of the composite and the backing of this material, it it's stable enough that you won't get any kind of warping, no nothing at Zero. all over time. Zero. Through the through the seasons. Zero. Nothing. Like extreme hot, Zero. extreme cold. Zero. How close can you come to the ground? Oh, good question. 
I don't, I don't know what the rule is on that, to be honest. Well, we like, probably 12 inches. Typically, I stay 10 inches from the ground. I don't like that brick to the ground. I don't like that stucco to the ground. Yeah, I don't no, like that siding to, to the ground. I'm just wondering how close you could bring it because I don't know enough about this. I'm actually learning we're, right we're now. We're usually there before the landscapers. Like, so Here's a question. Here's a question for you. Have you done an ICF home Ooh. in ACM? No. Have, has anybody brought that up to you? No. What's ICF? ICF is insulated concrete forms, right? So now oh, I know what the trim. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have, I did it. We didn't do ACM on the house, but we did the roofs. You did the roofs on that, but I know with the trend going on is that a lot more people are looking to do full homes in ICF, not just the basements. Yeah, so now you're going to have insulation. I had a client that did that, and basically I had to tell him to put plywood on some of the flat roofs because what do I put my membrane to, you know? So he had to clad the walls inside. There was like a, a parapet wall full of just styrofoam. Yeah. I said, no, you and you can't, you can't adhere to that. I can't adhere to the styrofoam. So. You can't use no nails, that great product where it's a cocking, no <laughs> nails? No I nails? use no nails on baseball. <laughs> Fuck no nails. I hate no nails. <laughs> I love it. I can't stand no nails. It I dated somebody one time times. and she asked me to uh-huh. use no nails. I looked at her as going, this relationship's done. I had no nails. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I, I see that trend because the thing is, I agree with you. I see a lot more people using ACM, but they're going to want to be that building science kind of conscious where they're going to have the ICF. So now, you how, how would we do that or how would you do that? Yeah, I would have to strap in. So waterproof, strap, and then waterproof. We do a lot of commercial projects too. Usually, it's spec where you put Z-bars every... We just did a... We just quoted a shopper's drug mark. So, so what the, is the, the a spec, Z-bar exactly? A Z-bar is a, is a thick gauge, 18-gauge piece of metal. That is basically shaped like a Z. It gets fastened through the sheathing and it's as wide as your insulation is. So let's say you have, you're, you're planning on putting three inches of rock sole on the face of the building. You're gonna get three inch Z bars. So the rock sole fits in between. Got you have it. something to fasten Got the it. No, I totally understand. Yeah, I get it. And there's no thermal bridging, right? Because if you have, you know. So Z bars would totally work in an ICF application then. 100%. So you're mean. Yeah. You, you're saying there's no conduction. Very minimal because the insulation is almost butt up to each other. It's just yeah. touching each other with the. That's I a like good that. question. I like how much? That. How much more energy efficient is the home now that you have this metal on the outside? Does it take a lot of weight, like a lot of heat away or a lot of cold from I mean, the actual I, building? I'm not a building science guy. It's hard for me to answer that. But you do do complete uh, wraps of a, a home so that it's completely yeah. externally waterproof yeah. yeah, and thermal broken. I guess a lot of the work started with the, uh, the front entryway the the canopies the best of yours kind of thing they were always asking for ACM. instead of putting you know the, the classic four panel siding soffit whatever right that kind of ventilated crap right so now it's all acm which i'm liking and i just didn't really like you i didn't really look at it that carefully until i started seeing them in the back working on it and actually you guys produce every single piece and then it goes custom means custom well it's funny you we were just saying that everything is kind of going commercial now the look, and yeah. I've always said that. I said all great ideas come from commercial. Spray foam came from commercial. You know what I mean? HRVs came from Metal. commercial. Everything, so, and yeah. then aluminum, tall glass, commercial. This all came from commercial, right. and it's seeping its way into residential. Problem is that it's still expensive. Now, is it really expensive, or are we just charging a higher price point? Is it a bit of a both? ACM? Yeah. No, it's expensive. It's expensive. But then, in in fairness, you got to charge the labor more expensive. Then that's what it is. It's a lot of labor. The material is expensive too, but it's a there's lot a of lot labor, of labor. A lot of labor involved. Yeah, it's not like you're just ordering a product. Because every to piece site is and pers- it. personal. Every piece right? is custom made. Yeah, yeah. Think about that, right? It's not like the brickies, right? So the brickies are probably angry at you. You don't have a lot of brick friend, brick laying friends. Well, they're cheaper than we are. I mean, they, 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 <laughs> what stuck. is the what is the cost? Like five dollars a brick. A brick. Try like a brick's 50, a buck. A buck fifty, man. 
So a box. I guess it brick, depends on the brick too, right? It depends on the brick. If you go larger brick, then you're still paying the same amount. So your price is square foot. If we think about a square foot, how many bricks in a square foot? Getting four or five bricks, not so even. Stucco is usually an average between twelve and fifteen bucks a square. Bricks usually comes in around the same, pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, siding stone is double that. <laughs> Maybach siding isn't cheap. No, not and it expensive. doesn't last forever. I mean, the product alone could be between fifteen and thirty-five bucks a square, right? Yeah, it's expensive too. And then it has to be installed, so really, it's not more expensive. It's really about the, the 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 look that you're looking for, what what you want yep. to, that appeals to you, right? Yeah. Usually, there's a mix of it because you're not gonna put a whole ACM around a whole house. You know, they're usually a mix of stone stuff yeah. going ACM. You'll have some wood material. Wood you have some yeah, ACM. You'll have some stone. We're, we're rarely cladding a whole house. Like it's just never. That's not the only thing. time when we did that was Todd Toddy Tickles, right? Really? Yeah, we did it basically, basically his whole house. The two, the two, the Toddy two, Tickles? Toddy Tickles, yeah. Why Todd Shapiro. Why is he called Toddy Tickles? That's his name. Why? You He's don't a know radio what? guy you too. Don't I don't fucking him? know about Toddy Tickles. What? You're my age. <laughs> <laughs> I know who he is, but I didn't realize oh, okay. his, his nickname is Tickles? Yeah, that's his nickname. Yeah, on his last show. Now he has his, a different podcast show, so yeah, they, don't, really, little, they little, don't call him that anymore. Oh, why That's not? still his Instagram handle, isn't it? Toddy Tickles? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, is it? How was he to work for? He's good. He's a good guy. Is he creative? Yeah, no, he he came up with some good ideas. He designed the house, like he, he designed it with his with his guys. So, oh, so uh, you used his architect? Yeah, yeah, I didn't use my architect for that. My architect will will recommend me to clients. Todd actually reached out to me. Okay. While he was building the house, he had issues. He hired another roofer. He reached out to me originally because he wanted me to do the roof, and I don't know, one of his buddies, I guess, recommended another roofer, and they completely screwed up the job. Wow. So uh, he, was, he was so upset. What was the issue? He was so upset that uh, he didn't hire us. They used, first of all, they used a product that I'm not a big fan of. I don't know if you ever heard can of it. Can we talk about that? Say it. Yeah, can I? Say it, okay. of course. So <laughs> I, like, I like this. He's, that's amazing. <laughs> no, no, it's called... Uh, it's, have you heard of it? Yeah, I've I have. Of, yeah, I've heard I of it. I actually shit. did it one time like 25 years ago when it first came out. We did a whole deck with it. So basically, they sell, they sell this product as it's a deck. You put your roof on, you don't need a deck. Like That's why they sell right. it like that, right? That's what it's called. Okay. So it's walk. You can walk on it, like. But if you put it like, a, if you even put a cigarette butt down on it, you got a leak in your roof. No if you, way. If you step on it, you know, step on anything sharp, you got a leak in your. It's What's just, it made out of? It's PVC. It it looks like a vinyl floor. Yeah, it's vinyl. In it looks big like vinyl. sheets, they it comes out like carpet. They overlap it about ten inches. I guess it's a glue now, or is it it's heat not, pressed? It's 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 adhered with glue, but the seams are heat welded. Yeah. So as a roofer, you're not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. Not not for this situation. I mean, PVC is what's on the sky dome. Yeah, like that's it works great in that situation. But that's a different application. Yeah, that's that's basically a pitched roof. Yeah, it's different. But on this in this situation, as a deck, I don't agree with it. But I, I got a quick question back to you, Mark, about cedar roofs. Yeah. Shingles, shakes. Yeah. You like them? I fucking hate them. Well, it's only a personal opinion. Doesn't mean it's he right can't or wrong. Say, he can't say. You want me to be hundred percent honest? It, the problem is that it's really, in my opinion, I'm just speaking to him as my opinion. You want me to be hundred percent honest? Yes. I love them for the first five years. Thank you. That's the, exactly the smell. What I was the look. Say. It looks amazing when it's nice, like when it's new. It's 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 beautiful. It's a work of art. And then they just fall apart, man. I agree. 100%. And then and then you got to redo them all over again. So what can you do to maintain it or prolong you the life? Yeah, homeowners aren't gonna go up there I, and I, fucking seal every I single had, one. I had I had a client, you know, a month ago. They hired a company to clean their cedar roof. Guess who came in after they cleaned it you. to fix it? Oh my god! So what did what they do? The pressure problem? wash it? And I think it cost ten grand to fix it. 
Oh my God. Just you, to repair it. Imagine what they, they probably paid another, I don't know, to clean it. The problem, I mean, but you there's, see di- these there's, different, there's different ways of doing cedar too. I don't know if you're aware of this. Okay. It's actually know. pretty interesting. You might, you might, I didn't know that. Okay. If you guys don't realize, you notice when you see cedar roofs, you see a lot of copper with it. Yes. The copper actually cleans the cedar. You know that. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. The copper, the actual metal copper. Yes. Cleans the cedar. Cleans the cedar. How? So that? the last, I, I, I quoted a cedar roof maybe two weeks ago. And I said the guy had a lot of moss on his roof. I said, this is a, a roofing application that people do in the States and stuff. You don't see it too often around here. Basically, every five feet, you put a, a strip of copper. The roof stays looking mint forever. Behind the cedar? No. Yeah, behind the cedar. Like okay. Every fifth, let's say, every five feet, the course, you put a strip of, of copper with what? like... Yeah, yeah. I didn't I just know that. I'll show you. This is wicked. I didn't know that. So basically, that keeps the cedar clean. That copper keeps the cedar clean. Yes. If you look at any copper roof in Toronto, look underneath the copper vents. And then that's why. And you'll see it's clean underneath every copper vent, like perfectly mint. You never knew that? I didn't know no, that. No, dude. If that's I, fucking I'm fascinating. actually like speechless right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, so if you it depends, do it depends how you want to do it. Like me, I want to, I want to, you know, if I'm, if I would spend the money in the cedar roof, I would definitely put the Because the cedar roof is how expensive though. It's like three times the cost of asphalt. Yeah. It costs as much as a metal roof. It's expensive. Man. So when and where is the right place to use a cedar roof and when? What do you mean? Where? Like why? Where would be the best place to, to use a cedar roof? Where? Where or, or on what project? Like what would you put a, it's gotta a cedar be a, roof it's on? Gotta be a pitch, it's got to be, be a pitch, pitch roof, obviously, and it's yeah. got to be like a house that, you know, is designed that way. Like, like a Cape Cod, Victorian style. I mean, it could be a, a contemporary, but you got to be careful so about it. So this is what it looks like when it has the copper strips. That's what keeps the roof clean. Really? Yeah. So every four or five courses there, and that's what it keeps it perfectly clean. Yeah. So it will last a lot longer. That's what I priced out for him. Wow. I never knew that. The copper gets very expensive, but if if I was to do a copper for myself, that's What's the copper roll? How wide is the roll that you're putting on? We we could order in any size. We usually order four by eight sheets. Okay. We cut them here. You cut them there and you just put them down to, cut them down to what? Like uh, four or five inches? Yeah. Okay, so you can't put that near galvanized because copper and galvanized don't well, work copper together. Copper doesn't mix with many many things. Right. Copper, you got to use copper nails. Copper nails. Yeah. There's no adhesive to it though at all. No. And that will prolong the life of a cedar roof. So yeah. it'll still look beautiful. Yeah. How it'll much longer? Like it will just last. Like. Yeah, I mean, if you look at old 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 cedar roofs, you can tell the difference. If you say like, let's say you have a copper drip edge, you can see the difference. If you have like a let's say a a, a sloped roof. Flatter from the top of the copper drip edge. Yeah. The water, the water coming down the copper just cleans the cedar. What? I never knew this, man. I can't believe this. Wow. It's, it's crazy, I know. When did you discover that, Mark? Oh, I knew about it a long time ago. And just people the thing is I see these. A guys lot of people putting, a lot of people don't aren't even aware of it. Don't they don't know that. it. They don't realize so it. So how often do you do cedar roofs? I mean, we quote them all the time, but not everybody wants to pay for it. Because it's very labor intensive, man. Yeah, it's labor intensive. It costs a lot of money. What do you think of slate? Oh, slate's the best man. Wow. I, lo- I, I personally love those. Do you like it better than metal? Hundred percent. Slate what? is the ultimate, man. Slate is the ultimate. No slate lasts a hundred years, man. Yeah. If it's done properly, it lasts a hundred yeah. years. I do like slate. What's the price a difference? It's like double of cedar. Wow. But you're Almost still double. you're still in the in the metal roof price range though. No. Are you more expensive? Slate, How much? Slate's the most. Really? Huh? Yeah. But that's also labor intensive too. Okay, so the difference with slate and cedar, the difference between slate and and shingles. The difference between slate and fake slate is you use a nail gun to put in cedar. Hand nail it when you're doing slate. slate. You have to hand nail. 
Think about the labor. Oh, it's huge. Not only that, you got to cut each piece with a with a hammer. Like it's you don't crimp them and bend them like tile kind of thing. No, no. you got to chip it. There, there is there is a cutter. We have a cutter too. Okay. That you, you, it's like, but it's like very. It's like a Neanderthal kind of. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like guillotine kind of fucking. It's like caveman. That's why your arms are so big. <laughs> That's why my arms are so big. Exactly. So slate, huh? So slate uh, how to prep underneath slate and how to. Keep a slate roof a hundred years. The only the only roof really that you would change the prep is the cedar roof underneath okay. because the cedar is like any wood it has to breathe. Yeah. So you want it sitting above the sheathing. Yeah. So cedar cedar you would have either strapping. a breather or strapping. Okay. But that's slate kind of, goes right on the slate roof. goes around the sheathing. The difference with slate is it's much heavier than cedar. The slate you need at least three quarter inch ply, minimum. In strips. No, 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 no. The actual sheathing. If, the sheathing. If you, yeah, don't, if, you, sheathing. if you don't have the sheathing, three-quarter ply, you got to put strips. Okay, so what's into the minimum? Into the rafters. What's the minimum pitch on those two? Minimum pitch for anything, for, is, for anything is a 212. 212, that's nothing. That's a flat roof. Anything yeah. under a 412 is a flat roof. Yeah, so basically the rule is anything between 212 and 412, you need to put ice and water on the whole roof. Okay. Anything below 212, you got to put a flat roof membrane. So you don't recommend... Doing a complete roof in ice and water shield or VP one sixty. Yeah, it's up to the client. I mean, it's it, just about cost. If they're gonna I'd pay, that's all. Do you what recommend it, it usually? Is it necessary? There's this. There's so much controversy between this. This is what we want to hear. There's so much controversy between this. Why? So, because the so issue. About I, had, I had another roofing guy in Toronto. Okay. Who's been around for thirty years, chirping me on Facebook, because I, I'm doing a roof in Markham, big house, the most expensive roof I've ever done. The client says. I want to put grace ice and water shield around the, the whole roof. I said, no problem. Right? Basically, these guys online are saying they're, they're roofers. The truth is they're roofers. They're not building science guys. They're not, you know, architects or engineers. So they have their opinion, but really, is it is it legitimate? So the guy's saying that if you put ice and water shield on the whole roof, it's not breathable. The, the wood's going to rot away. Bullshit. Well, that's the same thing as bullshit. a shingle. A shingle doesn't breathe. I'm saying bullshit on that. I, I'm saying I, bullshit on but that. But a shingle doesn't breathe. Basically, basically, the guy was was tearing me apart on Facebook. I got a picture of Drake's house. Drake has a, a gray size and water, so the exact same material on... Throughout. Throughout his whole house. And I basically sent him the... Because he was saying, oh, you better get gas masks for your clients because they're going to die in 10 years. Like, he was but like, that's a cold zone. Like, he was basically saying, it's going to mold. Did, did it's going to mold. It's going to mold. Did he, ask you about, did he ask you about venting? Did he ask you if the he roof was hot not. roof? Did he ask you about soffits? Did he ask you about any of that shit? Not. No, he just saw you put grace throughout the whole thing. Exactly. And he's just basically saying that wood's going to rot. It's total bullshit. It won't. I'm not a fucking building scientist. Who am I to argue with the client about putting grace ice and water shield? If, if architects spec that, you'd think there wasn't architects or engineers working on Drake's house. Yeah, Maybe. a couple. <laughs> a couple, <laughs> probably four. Three right. of them watching the so, one guy so that's why, in charge. Why, <laughs> why would they allow Grace Ice and Water Shield on his whole fucking roof? Listen, and not only that, they put it on commercial properties all the time. Like, you see that shit everywhere. No, so, he's wrong. He's no, he's wrong. an idiot. Sorry, the guy's an wrong. idiot. I tore him apart, actually, so it's okay. I'm not a roofer, but I've seen... But you play one on TV. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the work. So I've seen failure. Where I worked, I saw all the failure to things. I didn't see all the best things. I saw the worst of the best or products that didn't work or weren't put together well enough. From what I know, you could do the whole roof in that. It wouldn't matter. Like like Manny said, if you have proper the ventilation, venting and ventilation, airflow, it's is how the actual building is Not overflow, yeah. but 
just perfect. It has yeah. to be engineered for that space. I agree hundred percent. I like, you, you know, I don't know if, if you see these guys on Facebook, oh my God, there's roofing groups. There's roofing groups. There's roofing groups. Holy fuck. That sounds like, like just, biker just from gangs, like Toronto, man. And they're all fucking nuts. They tear each other apart all the time. Really? Oh Does it all go back to the other podcast that we did where Jordan was talking about how every roofer thinks they're the best 100%, roofer? 100%. Exactly. That's yeah, it? exactly. They tear each other apart on these groups, man. It's actually <laughs> funny to see sometimes. The guy was saying, you better, you better get gas masks for your clients because they're going to die in 10 years. Let's or whatever. I don't know Let's how tag that everybody. is. How does, like, I don't understand why he's saying that because saying this nobody's the in the cold in zone. Yeah, I don't know. That's what you're saying. It's bullshit. That's I told him. I told him. Uh, and mold only grows from moisture sitting stagnant somewhere. Yes. Yeah. I told him to, you know, let me know where I get some gas masks. I'll drop some off to Drake. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has a really nice mask. It's probably chrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now if I was using a cedar roof, would, would you go all the way up with the water, with the waterproofing, you would go all the way to the top of the ridge. Totally. Yeah. The most important thing with the cedar is, is, um, the breather. You like need that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need the breather. You need either strapping or breathing. As long as it breathes between the waterproofing and itself. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what, what I, saying. that's what I was going to ask you. I know that last year, Thermary, so they have thermally modified ash and pine they came out with a, a shake, a roof shake. Did they? Yeah. They sent me a few to try it out. And I was like, this is barely going to do like a row here, man. But I'm just, I'd be I wonder, curious. I wonder how expensive it is. It's, it's more expensive than cedar. I think it's actually twice the price of cedar, but it's a lot more stable. So hmm. it comes in that dark brown ash color that they have. That's that classic color of theirs. It doesn't fade. Wow. Right. Is it? But it's, it is more expensive, but you can do a whole roof is that, that is way. Is that European company? No. Uh, yes. Estonia. Right. Yeah, I remember you went there. Yeah, so the funny thing is that they actually harvest all their material from North America, ship it to Estonia, do the process of the thermally modified. So they can put the label on it? Then they can put the label on it, and then they ship it around Imported. the world. And the problem is that <laughs> North America is the biggest consumption of that product regarding yeah. decking and stuff. And I know that they're trying to do the, wood, the, the cedar or the, the roofing, and I was liking mm -hmm. it. They were doing panels of it, too. Mark's wow. thinking That's already cool. he can. No, I got to get you some. I got to get you some there. so you can try it, right? <laughs> no, no. I it, love I love trying new shit. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I agree with you. I love the cedar, but the thing is, the cedar looks like shit after a few years. Man, I never honestly, knew about that. That copper's an eye opener. Like, I, I didn't know about the copper, man. How yeah. much more square foot to add that copper? I don't know. I'd have to. Every job's different. It's an expensive yeah. route. But then why aren't, expensive. why aren't clients thinking, this is the fucking thing about my house, man? Like, you're spending 100000 on the kitchen, you're spending 100000 on the bathrooms, you're spending all kinds of shit inside the house why wouldn't you want to why wouldn't you spend it on a 50-year roof on a roof that's gonna outlive you yes why do you want to go back up there in 20 years or whatever okay right? so i'm gonna ask a personal question now yeah i have a slate roof do you nice. yeah every winter two slate pieces <laughs> come down <laughs> smash on the car or a friend's car or a guest yeah they smash onto your guest faces no not on their faces <laughs> <laughs> so why are those slate pieces coming off they got to be maintained. Well, the house is 160 years old. Okay, so. the house is 160 years so old. So what is it? Just the the just nails? The nails are moving? Yeah, it's possible they didn't use copper nails, for one, because copper lasts. You're supposed to use copper nails when you install With slate? Yeah. Wow. So if they, if they aren't using copper nails, the, the, the nails rust. They rust through. It's okay. possibly that's either it. It wasn't nailed properly. There's so many things. But we don't have to worry about an air gap underneath slate. No. It could be directly on the roof. Yeah. The only roof that would change is cedar. And structurally weight would structural just you know, three quarter ply, right? That's, you know, slate, that's slate weighs, heavy. Slate weighs, I think, six hundred pounds per hundred square feet. Wow, something like that. I'm pretty sure. Four, so four a ten by ten section is four hundred pounds. 
I think five to six hundred pounds. It's funny because we uh, we went into the attic and we were doing some uh, minor renovations, so we tore off some of the drywall and I figured we'd put some rafting straps across, and one somebody in the family removed one and all the weight on the roof actually opened up the roof, so I had to come along and squeeze it back together and then restrap all them and basically replace like put a piece on then remove put a piece on oh shit remove. so there's a lot of weight you're totally right well like on those the, older homes like your the homes roof is, wanted to cave in yeah your home's a century home so they yeah. probably used what three-quarter planks yeah they used the thick planks yeah for sure. so that's what's taking the weight there so if i wanted to re do repairs is it smarter to do repairs or just remove the roof at this point Slate. um depends what you want i did we just actually removed the slate roof this week we did it. We just finished it. It depends. If you like the look of the slate roof, you can maintain it, but you got to maintain it every couple of years. You gotta, yeah. You're going to have to change pieces here and there. If, if in your situation, like the whole thing's falling apart, maybe it wasn't, they didn't use copper Well, nails, we, we lose three or four a year. Yeah. Three or four a year, then you can maintain it or you could replace it. It's up so what are you doing with the three or four a year that are moving? You, you, like you got holes in the house now. Well, we're actually looking for uh, I know a roofer. Somewhere, <laughs> I, I know a roofer now too. And you know well, why? I, d I don't even know why I didn't think of bringing you by. Get that guy yeah. who doesn't want to do ice and shield. <laughs> <over there. laughs> not, I'm not even interested. <laughs> he might just bubble gum it up there, man. So do you ever tell anyone to do maintenance, like put sealer on slate? Or is that slate, something you don't, don't want to do? Sealer. Some people put sealer on, on cedar. Like you can get pressure treated cedar. On slate, you don't want to do anything. No. You just Never. want it to stay organic and breathable. Yeah. What's wrong with the roofing industry? Fuck. We went through this last time. I know. I want to know more. <laughs> I want to see if it's changed. I don't know. It man. hasn't changed, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to get guys that even want to do the work. Nobody wants to, it's, it's those two jobs, man. Roofing and concrete. Those are the two jobs that guys do not want to do. There's a lot of opportunity in roofing, man. There's a lot of you, you saw it. Money. You built it. You're working it. You're yep. building a solid crew. Yeah, You've but got this is a different guys. company. He he's taking it above and beyond. You've Most, got 20 employees. How many guys did you have to go through to get those 20 employees? I went through a bunch of guys. A sure. lot of guys. But these guys are all good now and they're working hard. And yeah, I mean, I got a couple of new guys that we hired last week. We're giving guys shots all the time. Do you, you know if they if they if they want to learn, we teach them. And you're always but they got to show, show incentive, and if they there's always opportunity. Of course. You know? Do you do soffits? Uh, I usually sub that out. Okay. I usually sub that out. Some clients want copper gutters or anything. Yeah, we usually. Those sub are beautiful, but you don't get into that. You just sub it out. We sub it out. Those are beautifully well, expensive. Well, we, we we have done it. Like James, James, James is a sub, but he works with me. Yeah. Every day. Like, yeah, I've seen I just pay stuff. him. He, I just pay him as a sub. He did that amazing that that copper fucking turret, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sh did you see this thing? The Coppola? It's a no. fucking work of art, man. It's an absolute work of art. That was, the, that was one of the most fun jobs we ever did. What do you focus on so people know what exactly you do? We do any type of roofing and cladding. I mean, so, metal cladding, metal cladding. Cold or hot process. Cold or you hot, do anything. Knee Commercial, walls, residential. You do all the metal work for all the knee walls and So you can't really call it Skylux roofing anymore. I had this debate with somebody before I opened that, uh, you know, if I'm going to do metal cladding, because I had a plan to do metal cladding You might have to open another division. That I might have to, you know, change the name or something. No, no, no. Skylux, Skylux roofing and cladding. And cladding, maybe. Yeah. And bars and dinners. <laughs> and bars and dinners. <laughs> Carlito's quiet today. This is the copper. There it is. Look at that. Look at that thing. Wow. Look at that. If thing. anyone can see this right now, I wish we could put this on It's air. an audio show, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but you house. can go to his Instagram and you can see it. Like, that's a work of art, man. You don't see that kind of work these days. 
people don't do this kind of stuff. I anymore. wish people could see this because I'm having a good time right now. No, it's on his Instagram page. You can take a look at it and you'll find it. Just scroll through and it's it's got the drone footage on it. It's beautiful. Look at it. Now, is that, that was light all fabricated here? We fabricated everything here and then brought it up and craned it up. Well, we used the uh, elevator work platform to get it up there. So is that also, did you hook that up to a ground so that it can cut, cut lightning? No, it's all for... for it's just sure. cosmetic. Strictly decorative, man. Just beautiful. We did one at uh, High Park when we rebuilt the park. I remember that. And uh, it was actually... Grounded? Grounded so that, that it could... That makes sense. Uh, take... You wouldn't want kids to be playing there while there's a lightning storm I going on. I think it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see the roofing industry go from here? I mean, you've been at this for three years. You saw all the mistakes beforehand. You perfected it for your own self. You found good guys to be working on. You're expanding from roofing to cladding now. Where do you see it going from here? For myself? For yourself, for Skylux, for the team, for the guys. It's my company. I would like to expand more into commercial. Get into more commercial stuff? Yeah. We hear this sage-old argument back and forth where it's like guys love the commercial, they hate resi. They love the resi, they hate commercial. It's just back and forth. I'd like a mix of both. Really, yeah? Yeah, I'd like to get more into the commercial game. Those are the big players are in the commercial game, though. Yeah. They're going to welcome you? Of course not, because every roofer is the best. It's a mafia, man. Is it really? Uh-oh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so if, I was, if you could tell all the people that were listening, what are the things to stay away from in flat roofing and in cladding your home? Like what are the stay things you need from? to look, what do you need to stay away from? And what do you need to keep an eye on when you hire someone? What are the mistakes? What are the rookie mistakes that you'll see roofers do on a flat application? On a flat? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we're getting into technical details, but there's a lot of ways they cut corners. How? One of the ways is like not using. So when you're, when you're, you know, waterproofing a wall or, you know, a skylight or any pen- penetration, you're supposed to use three foot wide pieces. That's the really? rule. Solid pieces. Three foot. Like you can't ex- extend, you can't use longer flashings than three feet. A lot okay. of guys use like, like 10, they try to cut corners, speed up, and they use like 10 foot. Oh, they foot do. Pieces. Wow. When, when, they, when they do that, water gets, tra- I mean, air gets trapped in, and then it'll just blister over time and pop and leak, right? Got it. Like there's wow. so many, there's so many different ways I could explain that people cut corners. Homeowners, what they can do is, is basically hire a reputable company. You know, there's a lot of companies that do shit work that much larger than me. But you know what? To me, that wouldn't make any sense. I would have thought, until you just explained that, I would have rather seen full, larger rollouts. So, than- when, so when you're doing this, is, I'm not talking about the field. So the field, the roll comes in 26 by 3 feet. Okay. That's, that's a field roll. That, you can use a whole roll. But when you're doing a wall, let's say you're waterproofing a wall, right. you can only waterproof in 3-foot wide pieces. Because you can't, basically when you're applying it, you've got to make sure there's no air inside. You understand? And you're saying I you can't it. get the air out. So if you do a wide piece, if it's longer than three feet, how are you gonna get the air? You can't out? get the air out. Yeah. Wow. So like that's one of the things. There's many different things that people do to cut corners. Not even ripping out the old roofs. Like a lot of guys still just go right on top of it. Yeah, go on and top. then you discover it and there's what? 15 layers. So yeah. people are trying to save money. Yeah. And people are doing it. What's what's really the downfall to that? Why is that not good? Why is it? Like if someone's listening so right for, now, so, why is so it for, not good for to one re- For one reason, whenever you, let's say, so I see guys have a tar and gravel roof. A lot of people will put down insulation, fasten it through the roof deck, through the, through the old roof, through the gravel, and then apply the roofing material on top. Really? I had a client, a good client of mine, who, who has a, a large drywall company. He was buying a building in Collingwood, 
And basically, the guy who was buying the building off of got some cheap roof on there to try and sell the building. He didn't realize that the guy was, who was wanted to buy the building off him was in construction and knows better. So basically, he called me to do a report and to take a look. They were fastening the, the, the fast, it was a large commercial building. They were fastening the insulation through the old tar and gravel. They don't know what they're hitting. So these screws are literally just, you know. Just grabbing whatever, they if said, they're grabbing yeah, anything. Yeah, so basically, like 40% of the screws were actually grabbing anything. The rest, they're just gonna pop through. The buildings move over time, heat loss, whatever. The, the screws will actually pop through the membrane. Are you are you gonna tell me that the the, the roof actually flew away, or? It's possible, but the, the screws will actually puncture right through the membrane from the underside. From underneath. Yeah. So this roof was leaking like crazy. Two year old roof. So you're losses. saying the heat will force it up? I don't think it's, I don't know if it's the heat or the building movement, whatever it is. Well, because that screw didn't really bite a joist. Didn't bite anything. It actually a rafter or anything like that. It just was floating there, and then the heat would pull it up. Yeah. So your so, company does reports and inspections. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Screwing down insulation through a gravel roof. You don't know what you're screwing into. Like I've seen roofs literally tear off like a bandaid. Wow. It's this happens. This happens all the time. We how many uh, how many sets of binoculars do you guys have? Zero. Just a drone. Okay, so so you're. Yeah, I'm just talking about roofers who have binoculars who refuse to go on the roof to inspect the roof. He doesn't have any binoculars. He doesn't need to. As a drone, he goes on the roof. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. He goes on the roof. So you always remove whatever's there. Yeah, always. And that's always. to give a 100. No, first warranty. he discovers what's there, and then you explain it to the client. We didn't know this, but what do you? How do you want to handle it? This is how you guys would handle it, and yeah. then they agree with you, right? Yeah. Because what's the point of drilling right through the gravel too? The pea gravel, really? Right through the gravel. This guy, the guy who, you know, was trying to sell the building, spent I think two hundred thousand down the drain. Like they, they said, they had another roof consultant come on and said, "You got to replace this roof." So it would have been roof. cheaper if you just did it right. Hundred percent. Well, that's generally how it works. Now it's right? going to cost even more to, to tear it because you got to take all that shit off and then start all over again. Yeah. So that's that's common still. There's some companies that make a living just doing that because there's some clients that, no matter what you explain to them or how much you explain to them, they still like to gamble. They see that cheaper price and they still rather gamble with that cheaper price, but they don't know, like they don't realize that they're not getting a warranty with it. What's your warranty? 10 years. 10 years. So you'll come back 10 years. Any, yeah, any, any issues, any, you come okay, back. This, actually, this was leading to a couple of my questions. Uh, I was being really patient. Mm -hmm. In recycling these products, the, are the membranes and the shingle and the insulation, is it recyclable? No. So what happens with that waste? Disposal. I get a disposal guys to, to get rid of it. And they cannot honest, do anything with it. No, I don't think so. So this guy just ruined our environment trying to be cheap. Yeah. Well, that's generally the case with a lot of guys who are trying to be cheap. You create, you create more landfill. Okay, so here's another question. You got a 50-year roof. You don't give 50 years. You only give 10 years, but 50 years 50 on years the material? Is the, this is the material. Yeah. This is like a conversation I hear all the time. I want to hear it from you. Do you do shingles? Yeah. Okay. Some guys are telling me, you know, I'm going to put a 10-year shingle on my roof or a 15-year shingle. They make 10-year shingles? 15-year shingle. What are the pros and cons between 15, 25, 50? And okay, first is of all, 25 really 25? First of all, the warranties are all bullshit. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> the, the, material, the material shingle warranties are all bullshit because what a, lot of these, them? a lot of these brands have the same warranty, but they don't realize... The quality of the shingles varies from brand to brand. So just because a brand says they're going to give you a 25-year warranty, or they now they say lifetime. You know Do that, they? Right? they? That makes no sense to but me. But no lifetime. one ever does it because you know, any homeowners are surprised that they don't realize that a four-sided roof will age differently. Exactly. Right? Because uh, the earth moves around. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I mean? There's this big Well, I think light. we're doing like <laughs> 17 Gs. <laughs> so the exposure on each side is different seasonally and all this other shit, right? So it, it will age differently. Yeah, for sure. But so what makes a cheap shingle versus a good quality shingle? Like fiberglass, tar. Fiberglass, the, the weight of the shingles. There's some, there's some manufacturers out so there. So a thicker, heavier. Yeah, there's some manufacturers out there that won't even tell you the weight of the shingle. Why won't they tell you? For a reason. Really? You can't find that information online from some manufacturers. There's other manufacturers that are transparent with how, how heavy their shingles are and how much they weigh and how much asphalt's inside. Yeah. Those shingles are, those companies are better in my opinion. Holy and I've been on cow. roofs, I've been on roofs case. So when there was the windstorms a couple years ago, I there was only that. one brand of shingle that I was repairing. What? What brand was that? I don't know if I should say. <laughs> say it off mic and I'll, I'll just edit it out. Tell <laughs> us what brand it is. I'll edit it out. Really? No way. Wow. Okay, I'll oh edit that out, but I'll go God. one day. <laughs> I'll go one day. <laughs> day. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, seriously, no, that no. was. <laughs> so just some shingles, you know, uh, some companies. I've been on roofs that honestly, twenty five years old, the roof still looks okay. Like fifteen years, it's gone. Okay, it's so gone. why is it just because they're... they don't they don't even tell you how heavy the the, the shingles weigh. You, could, you can't find that information online. And cost-wise, what are we talking about? A bundle of You're talking versus... about a couple bucks. <sighs> this fucking drives me crazy oh when it's God. like a couple of bucks per bundle. Okay, I'm a homeowner. And you know what? Honestly, I have no problem working with brands and stuff. I used to install... After that windstorm, I won't install it no more. Because you saw them Because why do I want to go back and fix fucking you shingles? You don't. I don't. I don't no, want to do it's that. It's not called Skylux Repairs. I don't well, want to do He's that. going behind bad contractors. Well, that's you new know? roof, though. That's what good guys do. That's new um, Okay, so I'm a homeowner, and I want to get a shingle on my roof. What are you recommending? Certain teeth. Certain teeth? Get they got, they got really good shingles, eh? They're and amazing. why? The adhesive on the back of the certainty shingle is so strong. If you go and do a repair on a certainty roof, let's say you got to slide another shingle underneath another yeah. shingle, you're going to rip apart half the roof to even get it because the adhesive is so fucking strong that it's it literally becomes one. With other shingle manufacturers, you go do a repair, it's easy. So you're saying that adhesive on the back, that's what holds the, the shingles together. It all locks it all together. In a windstorm, yes. Oh, oh. It's okay. It's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, and what are we looking for as a, for a homeowner to be looking like, what, what would I be looking for as a homeowner for a shingle next to the name? You know how you can have like four tabs oh, you mean on Brad there, but oh, it yeah. doesn't have tabs, but it looks like it's tabs. And yeah, it's a doing solid this. piece. Well, not, now they don't have really three tabs are obsolete. They don't really okay. make them anymore. And they were failing, right? Yeah, they're, they're cheap shingles. So they would just blow off. Yeah, so now the thing is architectural shingles. That's uh, three tabs are obsolete. Everybody's Nobody always, uses. yeah, everybody. The only time people will use three tabs, like all my suppliers say, like they're discontinued, can't even get them anymore most of the time. Not so. even because uh, what about green three tab? Yeah, those are hard to get. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're in Little Italy or Port Drop Town. Yeah, huh? exactly. Right? Then you'll find them. When's the best season? When's the best months to do... Uh, shingles so and when not so you, to do you shingles. can you can do shingles any time of year okay the, the thing is what people say that you can't do shingles in the winter is because it needs that heat from the sun in order to adhere yes. so that 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 adhesive on the back of the shingle needs some uv rays in order to seal got it so a lot of people say that you know you shouldn't do replace your, your roof in the winter time i get it but it can be done in the winter time you just got need some heat to seal so i was told that in the winter it's so cold and rigid that the granules will fall off. No, that's not true. Okay. And I was told in the summer when you walk on a, a really extremely hot month like July or August that it's 
gushy and and you can rub it in and yeah, squeeze yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's out. very possible. Okay. But usually, usually what we do in the hot hot days is we'll come early in the morning, six a.m., and we're out by like one. So nice. you get it, you're wrapping up by the time it's high. high. Yeah. Instead Plus, of showing up at ten o'clock and working until seven at night. That's that's Eddie. <laughs> Eddie shows up at that time. The, if you actually look, there's actually a certainty like shingle applicator manual. I have it here. It, it actually tells you how they want the shingles installed in the winter. There's a company for you. So what's your second and third then? So there's Owens Corning, which is also great. That's your second? Yeah. Okay. And probably Gaff. So Certainteen first. And then Gaff a third? Yeah. Okay. Gold, silver, bronze. Weight's important to keep the shingle down? The weight's, heavier, weight, the better? Weight, weight tells you how, how thick and strong the, 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 the shingle is and how it'll last longer. Okay. So Certainty actually is one of the only brands that has a five-layer shingle, the Grand Manor shingle. So you see that on massive houses, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks like a piece of slate. Yeah. You ever see it? We yeah, see it I've seen time. that. That shingle's actually five layers. That shingle actually weighs, I think, double of what a regular shingle weighs. Wow. When I read 25 years, what am I expecting to get out of that, t- that shingle? Well, now they don't have 25 years anymore. You know, the old shingles, they would say 30 years. They would say 20 or 30 years. Now they don't only have the 20 years. So like the minimum shingle now is like a 30 year. Okay. Now they say it's a lifetime. But it depends on the brand. Just because it says 30 years, it depends on the brand. I see it firsthand. I mean, I have a client who built a house 10 years ago. His roof is almost done. Wow. Massive, massive house in Danforth. And How? Like what's... Because of the, the, the shingle, man. It's, it's thin. It's thin gauge. The, the, the sun rays just... The wind. The sun rays just... So on a, let's just say, argument's sake, 3,500 square foot house and you got a roof, pitch roof. Let's go pitch roof. What is the, the budget that should be allocated for a shingle roof? On a 3,500 square foot house? Yeah. I mean, when I'm looking at drawings, I'm looking at the roof. How many ridges, how many valleys and, and things like so that? So like, let's say you have a 3,500 square foot bungalow. That's different than a 3,500 square foot two-story because there's more roof area yeah. than a bungalow, right? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to say. I know roof area. So you base it on square footage? Of the roof. Of the roof. Yeah, not the home. Got it. So you look at the, the roof and drawings and you'll figure out exactly. Yeah. And then that'll get you your price. Yeah. And that's how they figure it out. Yeah. And uh, the fly-by-night guys, how do they do it? Binoculars? Who knows? 2,500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, are you doing any solar shingles? I, I'm I would speak- love to. Really? I would love to. Are you talking but, about the Tesla stuff? But, but that, yeah, I've been watching out roll-out I, the, shingles, yeah, but did, did shingle it, tiles. The, are they, does it work? I don't, I don't know. Think it's out yet. I don't think it's out yet. If it came out, I would love to. I'd love to. I don't think it. I don't think it's perfect. But man. you know what? Like slate costs forty bucks a foot. Oh, that's gonna be a lot more. Expensive. It's gonna be a lot more. Think about that. So it's that's for the 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 rich. Yeah. You know, people that, that, that's that money is over, not an option. Over a hundred a square, man. Okay, so uh, for example, right now I have a slate roof. I should remove it and do what? You could do an, an asphalt shingle. Yeah. Asphalt shingle. That's what you recommend. You got high pitches. You have a slate roof? Let's do a slate roof on your house. A new one. Okay. Well, maybe we should get a couple quotes. (laughs) (laughs) The first one, make sure I'm off the roof. (laughs) Um, What about metal on that roof? You have an old house. Yeah. Metal panels has to be straight. Has to be straight. And that's not, I have, not, I it's have a lot of shit. Yeah, your, I have a lot of dormers. Moved, yeah. I have your, dormers, your, round pitches. Your, it's a very your, old your architectural is, house. Those, those rafters start to, to, to they're, they're on like a banana over the years. Wow. So I wouldn't recommend doing a metal. Because you'll be shimming the shit out of it. So well, unless you reframe it. I mean, if you reframe it, sure, yeah. Okay, so what kind of shingle am I looking at? Um, I mean, just a standard shingle. It'll last you a long time. Listen, big thanks for everything you've done to the Construction Life podcast. It's been doing really, really well, man. I really want to... I, I don't even know how to say thank you for what you, know you what? do you, for you us. You never gave Mark a shout-out on this episode. 
Because I have him right here, but I am right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I love you to death, man. Like Thanks, man. You, you've you done too. something for us. You're helping the industry. It's huge. Huge. It's no big deal, man. Um, no, no, it's a very big deal, man. It's a very what, big deal. One, what bothers you the most about this industry in roofing? Flat no, no, roofing, no, 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 shingles. No, no, no. What's, the, what's the one thing in the construction life? What's the fucking one thing that's driving you crazy? I, I know what it is that. for me. What? Just fucking having to collect and just having to deal with people wanting to change their mind about paying you for services that you agreed to. Yeah, that's that's definitely up there for sure. The construction industry is the only industry where we get fucked. Yeah, so for so for me is um, wait, you're asking Mark what it is. We haven't heard from what he thought, but he did kind of say he was in the same position as you. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be the worst for sure. Going collecting money. I think every single week I might get two or three DMs from other contractors asking me what to do when a client doesn't want to pay. Yeah, for me, the worst thing in construction. And a lot of guys are going to hate hearing this, but I, I really hate the fly by night guys. It makes it really hard for loyal, honest guys that follow the rules, that pay the taxes, that pay the WSI, set up that, everything that keep their guys safe. We're the guys that suffer from the guys coming in and undercutting us. You know, I tell somebody a price of a hundred thousand dollars, somebody comes in at 60 and then I'm in the same position as you, Mark, I'm coming back and I'm charging them extra because I have to fix the job that they didn't take from me. You get a lot of that, Mark? Just like clients call other people and try to, you know, other contractors and try to pick out the one they want. If I feel like the client's not for me, I'm not going to want the job. Yeah, that's you. you I, I've told guys, you, you get used to saying no more than you're going to say yes. Yeah, so if I have a bad gut feeling about somebody, I kind of go with it. And it works. Don't and become I, desperate. Don't take yeah. the job just because you need the no, money. I don't, You'll, I don't. You will find work. Every time if you, you keep say looking. no, you will eventually get a yes. And it'll be a yes client yeah, that you I, I want. Kinda, I kind of, you know, I've been pretty lucky. I've been pretty lucky because I think I go with my gut. If I have a bad feeling, well, somebody is usually true. I think I've built a brand that, you know, if somebody's calling me, they usually want a good job yep. and they want to pay for it yeah so I, i'm i'm blessed in that no, that's that's all the respect to you man because you've built a solid brand when in an industry especially roofing there's a lot of guys like you save <laughs> you know, by night you know i'm going to be calling them after the project Bro, of course <laughs> i know but the thing is, is there's way too much room for guys to fucking do it a certain way to cut corners and make it cheap and then underbid your work then they do a shit job and then all of a sudden five years later you're getting a phone call to yeah. fix that job, but even more cases, two years later, getting that job. Yeah. So I've I've had, I've had a client call me before, like a couple of weeks ago. He says, "Hey, I just kicked my roofer off the job. Can you come fix it?" I said, "No." No, because you're not, not going to repair somebody else's work. Yeah. I'm not interested. You should. I said you should have called me originally. Yeah, that's exactly. And they learned. I mean, lesson. I'm sorry. I'm just not interested. Like, I don't want to get involved in your disputes with some cheap guy, fly by night guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get involved. And that's in the it. best way to handle if, it. If, if, if you want a good job, call somebody reputable from the beginning. I wanted to uh, also... You want to wrap it up. I do, but <laughs> there's one or two things I still want to ask. Um, how much has Instagram, Facebook, Huge. media helped you? Huge. Huge. Massive. Massive. I can't even describe to you what it's done for me. Changed too. your whole business. 100%. And which one are the, are the few? Is Instagram. Really? Yeah. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn too? Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten recently back on LinkedIn and Facebook. And, and, I find is good. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Facebook is fine. Is I feel like it's good for reaching other roofers. Some things. I, I the reason I got onto LinkedIn is just because I I think that you can't put all your eggs in one basket. 
I think you got to feed all those machines. And I think in construction, I think Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube are good ones to use. I still believe that Twitter's full of shit. It doesn't apply to construction. Yeah. But I think those four, if you keep feeding that machine, then you'll get a nice cross-section of clientele that will actually hire you and look at you and and seriously consider you. And if you keep on reaffirming your brand messaging on those, people will respect. Like you said, they will call you for a reason. And then it will just be like, what's your number? And I always tell clients that you should get four numbers. Two should be very close to each other. One's going to be way fucking too low and one's going to be way too fucking high. So you already know where the jokers are and you just deal with the two. Yeah. That's just bare minimum, right? I always tell people who you feel most comfortable with. Gut. Gut. That's the most important part. Yeah. So really fast, because I know he wants me, I know he wants to get out of here. We're coming up to an hour and a half. Is Uh, it it an hour and a half? (laughs) Yes. What does Mark like to do on his personal time? Golf. Golf. Lately he's golf fan. And so for the guys that go don't, they can't see Mark or don't know Mark, I want you to know that he has the best tattoos you have ever seen. These <laughs> sleeves are crazy realistic. Yeah, they're pretty good. So that's all you like to do is golf. Yeah, you no, know I what? Go, you never like struck me as a golfer. Yeah, I like golf. Well, I know you go to the gym. You're, you're buff. You're making me want to work out. That's probably why Manny's working out. <laughs> Manny's going to I got to keep up to him, Manny's man. That's huge, why. Man. When are you going to start? I'm, I'm going to just go to the gun range. <laughs> what about you? What do you like to do in your spare time? Fucking stay away from people, man. Yes, yeah. I just I like quiet. I like fucking solitary quiet, man. Yeah, wow. yeah. No guns, no golf. No. Two G's. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate golf. I I don't understand the guys that love golf. I don't get it. I've been invited and I'm bored out of my fucking mind. I just don't like guns. That's just me. I just like bike, but I just put the bike away. Oh yeah, yeah, the bike. Yeah, I just put the bike away. So what do you do in the winter? I go away. Go away. I'm travel? planning on going away in November. Yeah, I love travel, dude. And the quieter, the better is for me. I was yeah, recently need, in New York and it was fucking just mayhem in there, but I still loved it though. Because different kind of people. Yeah, but it was just a different, I like that city. That city is built well. I like There's that adrenaline c- traveling. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful things. city. Yeah, I just like that. I, I've been to New York so many fucking times. I've never been. You've never been to New York City. Are you fucking kidding me? I want to go. I think he's asking you for an invite. <laughs> go. I actually did. I wrote it. I drove. I drove, drove, right? So it was like, we got there in seven and a half hours, man. Oh, yeah. It was easy. Speeding. No, no, perfectly fucking safe, dude. I'm not going to get I heard that Mercedes. No, 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 no. This fucking podcast Wait a second. Went all over the place. No, 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 What? Batman. Wrap it up, Carlito. Wrap it up. There we go. Mark, thanks again for letting us do the podcast here all the time. And thanks again for enlightening us some more on this roofing industry. We learned a few things, didn't you? Totally. Fucking What'd right. What did you guys learn? I, I, I love copper. the whole copper trick. Slate. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. I didn't know about... Sucks. Y- you know what? <laughs> Knowing what shingle to... I never even would have thought certain teen. I don't know why. That's the best. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Thank you. That's been another podcast here at the Construction Life. And thank you, Mark. And tune in next week when we... I don't know what we're doing next week. Some the more 416, the, some more, baby. T dot... Skylux, baby. No giggle? Yeah.